Welcome back to another episode of Ray's and Brent. I'm Brent. Oh, and that's Ray. Ray? Whatever. So, we are opening up the show tonight. Uh, I was shooting this segment, actually, after the rest of the show. Uh, The rest of the show was kind of a Memorial Day show, which you'll see right after this. Yeah. And uh, this was recorded on Wednesday night, because we had to find out who was going to be in the Western Conference Finals for the Stanley Cup. Hockey's stupid. Here's the deal. I finally, you know, we talked about how I don't have a hockey team, and I finally have a hockey team now. I'm repping the L.A. Kings. I've been in L.A. for 15 years. I was watching the Kings the other night, and I said, it's 15 years. I'm going to start repping the L.A. Kings. That's my team. We're in the Western Conference Finals. How'd your team do, Ray? Shut up. Last I saw, they were tied, and they were in overtime. Did they? Or does, does my team, the L.A. Kings, my team, have home ice against the Detroit Red Wings? They do not. Wait a minute. They, so they lost to the Chicago Blackhawks? Hockey's stupid. I don't know why you even talk about this. Hey, we dumb have to sport. talk about it. It is uh, are you kidding me? It's one of the most exciting sports in the world. Yeah, no, it's 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 real exciting. It's real exciting to watch stupid penalties get called on your team, resulting in BS fr- I don't want to talk about it right now. Well, I assumed that they had won. I really did think that they had won, right? Because right before overtime I saw that. You know, it looked like the Blackhawks had won, and they took a looked to me like a perfectly legitimate goal away from the Chicago Blackhawks. And so I assumed, well, that that just means Detroit's going to win. Chicago's not meant to win this game. Detroit's going to win this that game. That goal was about as legitimate as Arnold Schwarzenegger's made children. Hey, oh, that's that's not legitimate at all. That's illegitimate, I would say. That's One not- might agree. Uh, Listen, here's the deal. We uh, This shouldn't have even been going to Game 7. It should have stayed at Game 6 and been done as the Red Wings were up two games to one. We give up the tying goal, and then what happens? The fix comes in. Well, it was 3-2 to two at the time. They were up three games to one, weren't they? They were up three games to one at one point, and then the worst penalty shot call in the history of all playoff hockey as a Blackhawks player comes free, a Red Wings player slaps at him with his stick. Something we've seen on the ice ten freaking million times that never gets called. They give him a penalty shot. They go up 4-2. Red Wings score the equalizer with very little time to go. But, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. Because stupid penalty shots were called. And then in this game here... <sighs> you know, I saw a stat today that uh, Chicago had been down 3-1 in a series. 11 times, and they were 0 for 11. Oh, good for them, Brent. I'm so happy for the people of Chicago. I'm just saying they're they're 1 for 12 now. I'm going to throw a baby. I'm going to find a baby, and I'm going to throw it at you. I bet if you're in Chicago right now, they would, you know. It's a freaking parade town right now. That's great. There's 12. You imagine there's 12 donuts that all have 3 to 1 on them, and, and they're eating that one delicious donut, the one out of 12. Of the delicious donuts where they came back and won the series. That was tonight. I will triangle choke a stray dog. I swear to God. Anywho. Do we still have to talk about this? Yeah, I mean, we've got a whole segment to do this, you know? I'm going to ask you this right now because you seem like you're angry and I'm in. Oh, really? Yeah. Does it appear? I'm in a sharing mood 
I, I bet like you are. Share, Congratulations to your Kings. I would like to share my your LA Kings. Kings. You know, if you'd like to jump on their bandwagon, and uh, you can see if we can go for a back to back. Well, I can't root for Chicago. Yeah, of course not. They are the enemy. I'm, of course, not going to root for the Chicago. They have Patrick Kane, the biggest D-bag in all of professional hockey. That dude makes A.J. Pierzynski look like the mayor of town. Patrick Kane, is that the, is that the guy that just chokeslams everybody in the wrestling? Is that the same guy? He wears a mask. Yes. The big red machine, Patrick Kane. Yeah. No, that guy's more likable. Kane is more likable than Patrick Kane? Yes. I would actually prefer a psychopathic killer who wears a mask, long hair, and breathes fire, chokeslamming me all the way to H-E double hockey sticks, than spending another two seconds thinking about Patrick freaking Kane. Patrick Kane, is that the guy that, that, that created Batman? Or is that a different guy? Well, that guy's way more likable. Uh, why? I mean, he created Batman. I mean, That's there's nothing true. wrong with that's you try to put me in a good mood talking about Batman. No, I am I am angry. I am full of hot Midwestern rage. Hey, the Detroit was part of history tonight. Okay, that's something to be proud of. You're part of history. Ooh, you're the first team to allow Chicago to be down three to one and let him off the hook. Let him off the hook. Okay, well, thank you very much, Denny Green. I appreciate <laughs> that. Quite okay. So here's the story. Yes. Chicago played a fantastic game today in Game 7, won in overtime. (laughs) Congratulations to them. I'm very displeased. I'm very, very unhappy. I think the Red Wings got a raw deal, especially in Game 6. It shouldn't have even gotten to that point. But we as Detroit fans know what it's like to get a raw deal. It pretty much happens all the time. Anything you want to add to that, Brent? I I assumed the Blackhawks were going to lose. I was going to say Blackhawk down, but that's not true. And then I could say, like, Detroit got winged. I'm going to go put a cold towel right over my head and then be right back. Okay. Well, I guess we'll be back after three seconds of Cats. I hate you! All right. I feel a little bit more calm and collected now after that three seconds of cats thank god getting a little crazy there in the first segment excuse me everybody i get emotional when it comes to my red wings yeah speaking of emotional dude huh? yeah i was at your wedding i two I, days ago i did just get married here on memorial day weekend on saturday ray needed a hanky at some point i did not you stop it no, i did not did. Cry. okay i will be, I'll be i did a great did, job not crying you did not you did a great job not crying i wouldn't say crying i would say sobbing uncontrollably <laughs> how dare you <laughs> you're my best friend you are my best friend. No, you didn't cry. I'll give you credit. You did not cry at your wedding, and that's that's a feather in your cap. Well, you know, the only reason I didn't cry is, you know, I had that moment where it was just like, wow, this could go either way. Mm-hmm. Right as the wedding ceremony was starting, I'm getting all overcome with the emotions of the moment. Yeah. And then I had your voice in the back of my head, and it just said, Ray, if you cry at your wedding, we are going to troll the ever-living crap out of you. And I said, suck it up, that's what, suck it up, be a man. That's what you thought that I was, I, here's what I was actually transmitting to you, because here's the deal, it was an important day for you, important day for me, you know, you're a good friend of mine, but uh, oh, here's you. what I was actually transmitting, if you if you could read my mind, like uh, in that Jim Croce song, no, Gordon Lightfoot song, Pat you Croce? could read my mind, love, the owner if of the you 76s? could read my mind, love, oh. uh, here's what I was transmitting to you, I was transmitting the, the, the uh, Guns N' Roses song, don't you cry tonight. I'm going to troll you, baby. 
Oh, I, I was really getting the other song of theirs. Welcome to the jungle! We got fun and games! I knew Sometimes I can transmit things telepathically, but it's just general. So just ge- It's like a game of telephone. You knew the time it was it GNR. Gets to me, it, yeah, it gets, it gets swept up mm. in a massive yeah. confusion. Well, anyway, kudos to you and Mrs. Thank you. It was Mrs. a good ceremony. Mrs. We had a Ray. good time. Uh, you can now officially call me Mrs. Ray. Uh, Ray Oki. Ryoki. Well, you talk about your plan for my wrestling career. Yeah, I'm going to start promoting you as a Japanese wrestler. Since your wife's name last name is Oki. That is correct. And your first name is Ray. If That's we just right. start, ca- start calling you Ryoki. Ryoki-san. Which is technically, if I was to change my last name to her last name, not that that's going to happen, mind you. I'm going to start trying to. I'm going to start trying to to promote you immediately, and I'm going to call, just call agencies, wrestling agencies, under the guise of I'm going to play like a Hank Stram type character. Hey, this is the boss. I got this new new wrestler from the Far East. He's Oriental, Rayoki. Well, no, you just say say he's an Oriental. Yeah, because Hank Stram's from old school. <laughs> that's terrible. That's <laughs> an Oriental is one of two things. It's a rug uh-huh. and it's a brand of ramen soup. It doesn't refer to any group of people. I know, unless you're from like the 1930s. Yeah. Or Hank Stram. Or Hank Stram, apparently, booking my wrestling career. Let's keep matriculating the Oriental style of the field, boys. Oh my gracious. I appreciate you think there's wrestling agencies. We're not. We wouldn't just be calling the promotions directly, saying, "I got this hot new talent, boys." Rayoki, he's really tall. And they'll be like, "Oh my goodness, a tall Asian dude who's trained in you know Japan." And then I just make sure that you we sign all the contracts sight unseen, sight unseen. And then when you come in, where's Rayoki? No, no, I'm I'm Rayoki. Wait, there's a space in between the two things. It's Rayoki. Yeah, Ray Space Oki. That's my that's my name. I'm, I'm here start- to wrestle. I gotta stop signing these guys sight unseen. <laughs> I gotta get some tapes or something next time. This is outrageous. But you know, you know, uh, thank you very much though. No, the wedding went really, really well. I am now, sorry ladies, I'm now off the market. You were already off the market. Yeah. How long have you been married? Almost seven years. Seven years. Holy crap. <sighs> How'd you do it? What, give me some, give me some sage advice about how you kept your marriage. I can't keep it together right now, Ray. I feel, you know. Are you gonna cry? No. Don't you cry not, tonight? Cries, you know. It just makes me think about things and and you know how when uh, when people get married, they never get to hang out with their friends as much anymore. What What are you talking about? You know, I, I think I could say it better. Like if I if I sing it, so I won't cry. You know, like hey, let it out. I will remember you. Hold it together. Remember me. I'll get you a hanky. Let your life pass you by. Thank you. Oh my God. I made it through the song without crying. You did a great job right there. Well, well, the mic's blocking your face, so I can't really see what's going on over there. Are you Are you crying right now? Allergies. Uh, it's, very... it's that time of year. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who won't be getting married sometime soon. Danica Patrick uh, and Ricky yeah. Stenhouse Jr. <laughs> no, sir. After at the Coca-Cola 600 this past weekend, Stenhouse and Danica Patrick, who are together, they are a couple, mm-hmm. they are dating. Ricky Stenhouse did actions which caused the crash of Danica Patrick in the Coca-Cola 400. Yeah. 600, excuse me. It was, was kind of like a three-way, you know? He banged into the dude, and the dude banged Danica Patrick. And that was Brad Kozlowski. Yeah. So Ricky Stenhouse banged Kozlowski, and then Kozlowski banged Danica Patrick. So it's 
it's sort of like they're doing some sort of weird swap action. Yeah, that always comes they right before the... They're swapping paint on their bumpers. That's about what I'm talking up. about, of They're course. clearly about to break up. Well, can you imagine? Because you know those drivers can talk to each other. They talk I mean, to their pit crews. They talk to their drivers. They banged each other hard. Yeah, he went right into the wall. He banged her... His whole front end was just was was sparking. Yeah. It was and crazy. Her back end was all bashed in. Her back end took a pounding. Yeah, but what would that conversation be like? I guess is my question because they can communicate with their pit crews and each other, and they can send each other messages. And these guys do talk to each other, so that way they can navigate around the field. Yeah, and I would assume that since they're dating, they would be talking to each other quite a bit, right? Yeah, they're probably looking out for each other. Yeah, I can just imagine be like Danica's just. All right, I'm I'm right I'm right behind you. So uh, how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna navigate through the field? Hey D, hey D, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take you on the left. Take me on now. Is that your left or my left? Wait, what do you mean? Your no, left or my left? That's the, we're going the same direction. It's the same thing. Well, no, but I'm looking in a different direction than you. Oh, I'm behind God. you. It's how a different many left. God, times do we have to have this? Co- <sighs> now listen, it's your left. It's my. So your left is my left. Yes. I'm. Wait, hold on. Why are you yelling at me? I'm. Why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. I'm, look, I'm just going to go around, okay? I'm going around on the left. Gonna, now, wait. But it, I don't understand. It, why are you so mean all the time? I, I'm just going on the left, okay? Left. Okay, so so my left. I'm so doing it I now. Need to go left. I'm doing it right now. No, I'm. Oh, no! I thought you said left. I did go left. You said you should have said left if you were going to go left. Oh, oh you're so, oh, oh, you're so mean all the time. Oh <laughs> I'm pretty sure my Danica Patrick is some sort of weird pirate hybrid. Yeah, it sounded a little bit like uh, a South Park character at the end. <laughs> it's like a combination of Lucille Ball and Blackbeard. I think that's where I was going with that. You should have taken a right. Should should have taken a hard starboard. You should have taken a hard right. Hey, um, you know what? What? What's the rating of every single pirate movie ever made? NC seventeen. Oh, I did not see that coming. No, that's a new one. I just wrote that. Nice. Yeah, I did a good job. So, what, what do you think his motive was for crashing her into the wall? It would have been. Here's the deal. It could have been like the most amazing flash mob of all time, huh? He crashes her into the wall, and then he gets out, and all of a sudden, all the other drivers stop, and they just start dancing to Thriller. Oh my goodness! And then they just do the Thriller dance right there on the yeah. on the racetrack, and then they just and the pit, they do it in front of the pit crews though. So all the pit crews then come yeah. out. They and come they out rolling it. rolling tires in an in an extravagant manner. There would be a huge problem with this though, is you still know that no matter how well coordinated this was, Tony Stewart would still not play ball. <laughs> He would just be plowing through everybody there on the infield. I'm here to win. I'm here to win, guys. Why are you guys always hitting people? Tony, you hit people all the time. Shut up. That's my Tony Stewart impression. Nice. You got the pit crew coming out spinning tire irons. uh, Yeah. Throwing them up like uh, batons, catching them. The guys holding those giant gas cans with the long, long tubes on them, kind of doing some sort of like umbrella cane act Mm -hmm. with it. Yeah. A little Gene Kelly soft shoe going on in there. That would have been amazing. You know what? We should really do marketing for NASCAR because this this would be the most amazing event for live television ever, with the exception of the fact that Tony Stewart would become a multiple murderer. Right. I would make him change his name to Anthony Stewart, too. Why? I don't know. It just makes him seem... He's kind of a villain, so let's make him sound more like a villain, like Anthony Perkins, Anthony oh, okay. Hopkins. I see. Well, shouldn't we give him three names then? So he's like an assassin. Anthony Lee Perkins. Anthony Lee Perkins Stewart, Stewart the Four third. names. If you, three Esquire. names is bad. Esquire. 
five names. Oh, so he's classy also. He's, no, he's got to be classy. He comes out wearing a monocle and a top hat. Yeah. With a cane that has like an eight ball on the end of it. Nice. Nice. Tony Stewart, man. That's what I'm talking about. So what do you, but what do you think, going back to my original point, what do you think the motive was for him crashing her into the wall? Did she burn the roast? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he has any motive for crashing her into the wall. Why? Why would he? Why would he indeed? He's an unknown guy, right? Kind of. Well, kind of. I mean, people know who he is. But he's, he's a nobody, driver. More he's people know who Danica driver. Patrick is. And she's a middle-of-the-road driver, too, but she's but the one wearing sexy outfits and going on TV yes. and then doing interviews afterwards saying, I want people to see me as a driver. Well, that's hard to do with you doing those almost nude GoDaddy commercials. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're in one commercial where you know you're wearing a bikini top and they've got a fan blowing your hair all all Fabio on the cover of a uh, romance novel, it's hard to take you seriously as a driver. I'm sorry. Hey, speaking of motive, yeah, uh, have you seen the new TV show Motive? You know, I was going to check that out, but I haven't watched it yet. I watched it. I've seen both episodes. Yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting premise. I I really like the lead actress uh, Kristen Lehman. She's great. Okay. Uh, and then there's another. Can you put that in layman's terms for me? I just did. That's her oh. name. Oh, I yeah. get it. So Great. just by just by definition, everything she does is in layman's terms. It's got to be because that's like her that. last name. Yeah. Uh, the the male lead on the show is uh, this guy. I don't know what his name. It's like something Ferrera, but he he looks like Jerry Ferrera Turtle from Entourage. No, Turtle is a cop. No, I would love that. He he looks like a mixture between Gerard Butler and Hugh Jackman, but he's uglier than both of them. Those are two good-looking dudes. Yeah, but somehow he's uglier than both of them. He takes the best traits of both of them, and at the end looks like a mutant. Yeah, but he's a fantastic. He's fantastic on the show. Anyway, on You're motive, about the premise, though. Yeah, the what's, premise of the show is about? great. The premise of the show is the first thing you see on the show is you see you see some, a super in the corner that says, The Killer, and it shows a character going about his day for a minute, and then it cuts but, to... So you know who the killer is? Yeah, you know who the killer is immediately. Okay. Then you uh, cut to another scene, and you see another character, and it says, The Victim. Oh, okay. And then so, you see them going about their day. I gotcha. And then the next thing you show is like, you know, the chalk outline with the person laying there. Yeah. Well, if they knew who the victim was, why didn't they protect her? The, what do you mean? This premise doesn't make any sense. Like, they know the killer. Yeah. No. They know the victim. They we know saved, the killer. They could have the saved viewer, the victim. The viewer, people who have eyes. Yeah, cops who, have eyes. The, the cops are not there. The cops are inside the television show. Right. Yeah. Okay. So they don't see the thing that says the killer. Wait, so cops don't watch TV now, do you? They're normal people, Brent. No. Uh, Just Ray. because you carry a badge doesn't make you like some crazy monster who doesn't watch television. Well, I, So why don't they just watch the show? First they can all, then see who the killer is, arrest him before he has a chance to murder the victim. You could be saving people. First of all, this show sounds terrible. They're protecting and serving the people that doesn't allow them to watch very much TV. But even if they did watch TV, they wouldn't be able to see the supers because they are inside the show themselves. All right. With this weird premise that, you're, that cops don't watch TV, keep going. What else is happening on this weird parallel dimension show? Well, then the cops have to try to figure out who the killer is. But they know who the killer is. It's no, on TV. They don't. They, if they did, how stupid would they be if they could just look at their TV and find out, and then we have to watch the whole show, and then the premise would be terrible because I'd be like, oh, they already saw who the killer is. Why are they pretending like they don't know? Yeah, like America's Most Wanted. That's what this show is. You know who the killer it's is. It's not a documentary. To find out if they're in your no. They find out if they're in your neighborhood, and then they like reenact it, and then you have to try to catch the guy. No, hey, I get it. This motive I show sounds pretty even cool. Know what to say to you right now? So I will say nothing. Oh, please, you should See? say something. See? You're hurting my feelings. How do you like that? I don't like it okay, at all. Okay, I would believe I was hurting your feelings if I believed you had feelings. It's probably true. But you're, you, you're the closest person I know to Dexter who has no feelings. 
Oh, thank you. And I was amazed you were able to pretend through the whole wedding ceremony that you had feelings. No, because I have a laboratory, and I like to build elaborate devices, you know, okay. and I have a sister who occasionally would get in the way. First of all, I'm just like Dexter. It's pronounced laboratory. Oh, my bad. Thank you yeah. very much yeah, yeah, yeah. for being classy. Yeah. I believe this is a classy show. We, we try to keep it classy, sort of. <sighs> So what else happens on this motive show? I'm I'm still, I'm very, very confused by this. Screw you, Ray. I'm not telling you anything about this show. Am I just going to have to watch it and find out for myself? Then at the end of the show, they figure out who it is and what their motive is. So it takes them a whole hour to just finally watch TV? (laughs) No. So like the whole show's going on, and then all of a sudden somebody had like five minutes to go, act three, our denouement, one of the cop goes, hey, why don't we just watch this episode of Motive? Oh, in the first five seconds. We know who the killer was. We should have been way on top of our game. Then they go arrest him and get him to confess Fine. with a little slap slap action, a little twenty four Kiefer Sutherland. The the president's in danger. And then the show's over. Fine. It seems like a lot yeah, of unnecessary right. police work. You're to absolutely me. right, Ray. That's, I'm never talking about TV with you ever again. Well, that's a shame. I'm so insightful. Yeah, that's that's one word for it. All right, let's come back after three seconds of Sarah McLaughlin. Wow, three seconds of Sarah McLaughlin. You like how that whole thing just sort of tied together from your earlier song, and then it was like the real song? We're so meta on this show. I thought I kept it together a little more than she did during her version. Yeah, she was starting to tear up pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Man. But we keep it so meta on this We're show. Manly man. We keep it so meta on this show, we might create world peace. See what I did there? Yeah. Bad puns found here on Raisin Brands. Very, very exciting. So we got to talk about this other story. The Notre Dame quarterback Everett Golson, Everett Golson, who started, you know, most of the last season after getting prying the job away from Tommy Rees, who was underperforming. He was underperforming. Notre, who knew that all they needed was uh, an Everett Golson at quarterback in order to go undefeated and then get exposed in the national championship game? Exactly. But anyway, Everett Golson has been uh, suspended for the fall term. Yes, he has for. For poor academic judgment. Poor academic judgment. Now, let me ask you the question right now. What does that mean? Poor academic... Do you have yeah, any it's idea? Very, it's very ethereal, isn't it? That's like criminal mischief. Yeah. What does that even mean? It's just a catch-all. Yeah. But 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 it has to be... I mean, let's let's think about what it could Break be. Break it down now. Poor academic judgment. Mm, maybe he was taking a test and he, he made like the, the smiley face on his Scantron. Yeah, or he drew Slayer for life. With a, like a, a sword, nice on his Scantron form. I mean, I've done that, right? He might have done that in 1992. What, what year? Wait, what year is it right now? 2013. What have I done with my life? Right? You like oh, Ray Van man. Winkle? You like you woke up and it's 20 years later. No, are the Atlanta Braves still good? Yeah. Oh, so nothing's really changed. No, nothing's really changed. Okay, great. Poor academic judgment. That could mean so many different things. I mean, it, it would stand to reason if we were to just try to break it down. Could be just going to Notre Dame. Going to Notre Dame is already showing poor academic, poor academic judgment. judgment. Hey, everybody. I mean, it's no Michigan. What can I tell you? Or that bastion of corn-growing knowledge known as Nebraska. That's right. It's no University of Nebraska. We have a major in animal husbandry. Which is really cool until someone catches you at it. Right. And then it's embarrassing. And then back page of the New York Post with you. Right. What, what else could it be? Well, uh, he could have cheated. He could have I mean, cheated. he could have absolutely cheated. That's probably the most likely scenario Let's is that he got caught cheating. Let's face some facts cheating. right now. If you're the quarterback at Notre Dame, 
and you're showing poor academic judgment, doesn't it mean you either sent somebody to take your tests for you or you were given the answers ahead of time? Because the judgment itself, like, that's the word right there. Poor, okay, we get poor. It means not very good. Mm-hmm. Academic means it had something to do with his scholastics, right? Poor so, can also mean not very, much, not very much money. Maybe he didn't have enough money to pay his tutor to take the test for and him. And maybe that's how he, he got kind of sold he out. To, he had to take the test himself, and he failed. And I was like, well, that was poor academic judgment. You should have paid your tutor to take the test. Yeah, but if he didn't pay his tutor, his tutor could have outed him as being like a contract was set up between the two of them, and that's how the media found out about it. Yeah. But if you look at it, poor because it's not poor academic performance, it's poor academic judgment, judgment. which is a huge different thing right there. Because poor academic performance, we just look around and be like, well, that's everyone at Ohio State. Yeah. Remember when Andy Katzenmoyer in the 90s had to take three classes during summer school just to get his GPA up above, I think, 2.0. So he took three classes in golf. He took a class in AIDS awareness and... Underwater basket weaving. It might have been underwater basket weaving was the third one. But it is absolutely... AIDS awareness was a class that Andy Katzenmoyer had to take. Just being aware that AIDS exists in the world will help your GPA. Wow. Welcome to that scholastic mountain known as Ohio the State. The oh, no. State. You know, if you actually write your checks when you're paying for tuition at Ohio State and you just make them out to Ohio State University, they will return them to you mm-hmm. because you have to write the, the Ohio State. State University. Here's the deal. They're not even saying that word right. It's pronounced the. It's a schwa the. sound. The Ohio State. If you spent any time in Ohio, as the I have. Means, the means classic. you. T-H-E-E. The. That's the. the. Actually, it should be spelled T-H-U-H, because that's how everybody down in Ohio pronounces it. Uh, the, the, uh, the Ohio State University. But I'm not here to bang on Ohio State. I'm here to bang on Notre Dame. Yeah. Yay. So poor academic judgment. What does that word judgment mean to you? Judgment. That's, uh, I mean. I think you... of St. Peter at the pearly gates, mm-hmm. who sits in judgment of all of us. I think of a word that should have an E in the middle of it, yet it doesn't. I always want to put the E in there, and then autocorrect goes, it actually, like, it, there's a voice that comes out. It goes, Ray, you're stupid. You did it again. No E in judgment. Judgment. You spelled judgment wrong. I'm judging you for spelling judgment wrong. So poor academic judgment. I just, I feel bad for Everett Golson, who led his team to an almost respectable season last year. What does this mean for the future of Notre Dame? Well, I don't know. They already had a quarterback that left that transferred because he didn't think he was going to get a play. That's right, because if you're a freshman on the same team as Everett Golson, and Everett Golson beats you in camp and then takes the team on a 12-0 and regular season, what choice do you have? you got to get out. You know you're not going to play until you're like a senior. Or you could you know, just try to beat the guy out and be a competitive person like you've been your entire life, I assume, since you're that a is Division not, athlete. That is not what college football is all about, sir. It's about cementing your position on day one, because these guys all come from a very... I don't want to say polluted, but high school environment where they were probably the only standout that they ever played against, or very, very few people go on to play college from high school. And so, therefore, they're just used to winning. They're used to winning every single day. Do you think that Everett Golson, I mean, they said he's just suspended for the, the 2013 fall term, so... Do I think he's going to be playing on opening day? No, he won't be playing on opening day because Yes, he will! Yes, he would. No, Everett Golson will be the, oh my gosh, after the season they had last year, their momentum for the first time in what, 15 years, we had the Charlie Weiss era, we had the Tyrone Willingham era, we've had a lot of bad eras at Notre Dame, you take after their first 12-0 season, 
with an actual decent coach in Brian Kelly, you actually have to stop and think he won't play on opening day? They're going to risk losing an early game or losing to Michigan? He's not going to play. He's suspended. No, he's suspended for the fall term. Term, that means all of the fall. That's fantastic, but when does the fall term officially start? When does it end? Is there? Do you it don't think at, it ends at the Christmas break? That's fantastic, but that's not he'll play. I'm going to put out. I'll put it out there right now. Are we going to? Are we going to have to bet on this? Yeah, Everett Golson plays. I'll say he's a starter by at least game two. I think they might send a message by keeping him suspended for game one, but he is back. Okay, no later than game two as okay. the starter. So what's the bet here then? You have to go around Hollywood with a Notre Dame jersey on? I, I would have to believe. And Okay, how about this? You're not really a Notre Dame fan either, no. correct? So whoever's wrong has to rep Notre Dame gear out and about with pictures for the website. Okay. It'd probably be more shameful Done. for this me than it is easiest, you. This is the easiest bet that I'll ever win in my life. If this I know anything, spend it for the fall term. If I know anything about college football, it's that it has nothing to do about what's right. It has to do about what will make us money. A money, money is whatever Golson starting a minimum of game two because game one. I, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I assume game one is against somebody like Akron or Miami of Ohio or. Western Michigan, although Western Michigan's pretty good. I shouldn't include them in there. I understand I understand what you're saying, but I also understand that Notre Dame, one of the reasons that they are the institution that they strive to be anyway is that... Because they least, cheat? The, at least the appearance that they uh, have tough academic standards. It's a theory. It's a great theory. A lot of schools want to pretend like they do, but not every school can be Michigan, where they actually you know make you go to class and stuff. Okay, but I still say, if they say suspend it for the... Term, I don't see how he comes back week two. We've lifted the suspension. How? He's, he's learned his lesson. He's, he's not going to be back in school until the full term. So how, how does he the make school, up for before the... The school suspended him, correct? Correct. And the school can unsuspend him. They but make maybe, up the rules. They can see NCAA. But, they make up the rules as they go along. Yeah, the NCAA, Notre Dame might be okay with that, but the NCAA, the NCAA will not be okay with that. The NCAA does not care about what's right. They've but, proven that with the lack of a playoff system for the last 20 years that everybody's been begging for. Ever since that shameful season of 1997, we all want to play off now so we can see great teams like Michigan not have to share titles with inferior teams like, you know, okay. Nebraska. Okay, so here's, so here's what's interesting. If your theory holds true, yes. Everett Golson suspended for the first game versus Temple. Temple, there you go, okay. And then that means he comes back week two versus... The University of Michigan, because we of play Michigan. against them every year week two. That's right. And except for the fact that they've now canceled our, our games being played after a couple years from now. So I don't know what to cheer for more. Pansies. To lose the bet? Nancy or to have boys. have Golson come back and beat Michigan? Oh, that would be amazing. He'll be back to play Michigan. He will be well, back that's the bet. to play Michigan. That's officially the yes. bet now, and it's yes, a better it bet than we even thought it was. It was, actually, yeah. I had an idea they were playing Michigan week two. I just didn't have the schedule in front of me. Well, cool. We've got another new bet. Down on the boards to go with all our other bets that we have. I should probably be keeping track of these, writing them down or something. I keep track of the ones I win. Oh, there you go. And, and you if just I lose, you I, don't remind me. I burn the tape. I burn the papers we wrote things down on. Cool. So Everett Golson, back by week two. You heard it here first on Raisin Brand. So we'll come back with another segment after three seconds of Barbara Streisand. Three seconds of Barbara Streisand here on a Memorial Day weekend. Babs, she still got it. She does still got it. 
That's a, she's a very talented person. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that before. I don't think they have. I think we kind of discovered her. I'd like to say the Raisin Brent show, which has only existed for about two months now, discovered Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Good job, us. We are you know, trendsetters. Trendsetters. We really are. So let's talk about the NBA, huh? Uh, the playoffs yeah, are going I mean, on, NBA, man. It looks like it's almost a foregone conclusion in the two series. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you're a big Pacers fan, and they just got exposed. Yeah. I thought you'd want to talk about yeah, that. The NBA is kind of boring right now. Let's let's talk about. You want to talk about something else then? Yeah. All right, let's talk about. Oh, I got an idea. Major League Baseball. Okay, we could go back to NBA. No, because we got to talk about the AL Central, <laughs> the greatest division in the history of baseball. Where your Detroit Tigers? Can we officially call the division over now? It's pretty well over. This is when the big run is about to happen. As of this recording, oh, now it's six to three. Detroit gets four games with Pittsburgh. Uh, Cleveland gets to play against Cincinnati and Kansas City. Not that they're relevant anymore. I should really be talking about the White Sox. Kansas City has to play St. Louis. Oh man, that's such a shame. St. Louis is actually kind of a good team. I know, and they're already losing too. And here's the deal: like, uh, how do you guys get Pittsburgh as your rivalry team? Well, you see, they go geographically, and uh, if you go in any direction from Detroit and f- try to find a National League team, right? Yeah. You th- go south, you get Cincinnati. Three of the directions are hell, and then the other direction is Pittsburgh. East. Yeah, that's yeah. right, because yeah. the Chicago teams are going to play each other. Yeah. You know that the – well, the, you go north, there's only the Blue Jays. The Expos aren't there anymore, obviously. You go south, you get Cincinnati, but then they have to play Cleveland for the Ohio rivalry. And since going east, both teams in Pennsylvania are National League teams – the closest one west is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, yeah, so we guys, get to play them every year. So then all you have to do is, Woo! you know, at this point, all you have to really do is just walk Andrew McCutcheon. We actually have a theory about that. We actually oh, don't yeah. walk Andrew McCutcheon. First, we walk the guy in front of Andrew McCutcheon. Then we walk Andrew McCutcheon to guarantee he can't steal second base. And then we have a guaranteed victory on our and hands. And then the next guy hits into a double or triple play. That is the hope, yes. Especially with uh, man, the starting pitching staff. For the Detroit Tigers right now is absolutely insane. We had another one hitter yeah. the other day. Scherzer's on Scherzer's on fire. It's on fire seven and zero right now. We've got Annabelle Sanchez, Justin Verlander right now. You'd almost have to say is the fourth best starter on the a, Detroit Tigers. How do you have That's a insane. Named Annabelle and he's a it's a guy and his name's Annabelle. Well, uh, baseball Actually, players Annabelle, can have, but it sounds close enough to Annabelle. To Annabelle. Yeah. It's like Animal from the Muppets. Yeah. So it's Anibal. Then they unchain him and send him off to the mound, and he's it's all like, like that, drooling everywhere and throwing like heat, that's right. hot fire. It's like that uh, that Def Leppard song, Animal. And I won't. And uh, I need. Uh, and I know. Uh, Anibal. Anibal. Anyways, so how are the Royals doing? Yeah, I'm sure they're they they're, are they're doing pretty good, right? Because they just like played a bunch of really a bad teams. Ship, Ray. They are sinking. They're taking on water. They've hit the iceberg. And if this is a video game, I would just let the ship sink and hopefully respawn and try to start over. Will your love for the Royals go on and on and on? Yes. Near, far, wherever they are. Uh, that shows a good fandom right there. Yeah. But as we're recording this on Memorial Day, I mean, Day, look, everybody. Ray, uh, we haven't been in the playoffs since the 80s. So wow. if you think that I have... <laughs> if, that must if be I rough. haven't earned my fandom by now... Bandwagon? Yeah. Straight bandwagon. I noticed you're wearing North Carolina right now. I did. Well, I was in the Navy. That still doesn't explain it. I was in the Navy back in the 90s, and uh, I was a big fan of the the Stackhouse Rasheed Wallace team. That was a good team. Yeah, it was a great team. They didn't win the title because, you know. And I lived in Virginia, and I was at the mall, and I I bought a uh, reversible uh, Tar Heels jersey. 
You're just trying to. Oh, I, I'm sorry, like I brought that up. I'm giving old, you dude. any excuse. This thing is like 20 years old. I'm giving you every excuse to not talk about. Does this not the look AL like AL Central? Does this not look like a brand new jersey though? A little bit. It's 20 years old. Pretty good. It just shows you how much you've been wearing it. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So the Royals right now, six, as as of this recording, recording on Memorial Day, Detroit Tigers, 28 and 20. Up in their game against Pittsburgh right now. 1.5 games ahead of Cleveland, who is currently losing to the Cincinnati Reds. The White Sox at 500. Four games back, 24 and 24. They're playing the Cubs. I don't care. I'm not even slightly worried about the White Sox. Ray, here's the deal. You remember when we were watching, we, you know, we were getting uh-huh. ready for your wedding the other day. Yeah. We are watching the Royals on TV. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, how, are, how did the Angels get ahead in this game? We had the sound on, so we didn't even realize. Right. Jeremy Guthrie was pitching a no-hitter into the sixth inning. And? But who won that game? They lost 7 nothing. 7 nothing. This is the problem. They're not scoring any runs. We've talked about this Alex before. Alex Gordon is like a one-man wrecking crew, and then but nobody gets on in front of him or behind him. They have a lineup that consists of two-and-a-half hitters. We've talked about this before. Alex Gordon, Billy Butler, and half of Eric Hosmer. And Billy Butler yesterday gets tossed for arguing a call on a ball that's at least six to nine inches inside. Well, you know his mistake was was turning to the umpire and saying, ball don't lie. That'll get you kicked out every oh, single yeah. time. NBA NBA callback, Brian Shaw. That's ridiculous, too. That was kind of stupid. Brian Shaw. There was a technical foul on the Pacers, game two of the Pacers Heat Series, and then the, the guy from the Heat misses the free throw, and Brian Shaw yells out, ball don't lie from the bench, and he gets teed up again. Yes, NBA refs, you are the story. Please. Yes, NBA refs, it's your job to determine who wins and loses, but they've pretty well established it by now, haven't they? Yeah. Was that game uh, Sacramento versus the LA Lakers about mm-hmm. a decade ago? It was game six. Sacramento was up three games to two. And I believe that it was something to the effect of 26 fouls called against Sacramento in the fourth quarter. Yeah. By note from David Stern, according to Tim Donahue, who I completely believe, because all he did was say I was on the inside. He, he might as well have said in the book, everything Ray thinks is true about the NBA. Yeah. But again, let's talk about the Royals. Because right now they are six and a half games back. Yeah. We're almost we're almost already a quarter of the way into the season to that seven we're almost game a third, buffer. We're almost a third of the way into the season. Yeah. With a record of twenty one and twenty six. You're referring two, to our bets. I am referring to where our bet. seven games is the push point. Seven games is the push point. And the Royals are six and a half back right now. That's correct. Well, thank goodness there's still over 100 games left, Ray. Yeah, because we're going to push that to about 17 by the yeah, time well, we're yeah, done with this. True that. Holy you, crap. You it, could, it could, good for either one of besides us. Besides the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles County and Orange vicinity, I believe that's what they're called now, is there a team hotter than the Detroit Tigers right now? They are whooping up on Tigers everybody. Are, Tigers are hot, and uh, also the Angels are hot, yeah, like you said. Yeah, the Angels were 7-0, I believe, as of this recording. They won 8-0. in a row 8 in a row now. You know where a lot of those wins came off the backs of? Kansas City Royals. Your Kansas City Royals. So can we officially call the division over? Are you ready to call this bet over? I'm not you ready lose. to call it over, but I will say that we can officially call me depressed right now. That's for Well, at least your hockey team is doing good. Yeah. Oh. I don't have a hockey team. I know. Well, your basketball team didn't just get exposed. Oh. Pacers? Yeah. Yeah. They really needed to win games three and four at home to have a chance in this in this uh, series. And but that didn't happen. Didn't happen. No. They lost by like 20 points. They gave up 70 points in the first half yesterday. It's almost That's like the Miami, angry Heat Miami Heat team. Remembered who they were for five seconds. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, you also go into the series looking at like, well, they've they've lost three out of their last 59 games, and now they have to lose four out of seven to the Pacers. That's not likely. I'm I'm excited about it all. I'm not really excited about an NBA final of Spurs versus Heat, but that's where we're going, right? We talked yeah. about this last week. 95% that's where we're going. 
on the plus side, with the foregone conclusion being out there, at least the NBA is still putting five or six days in between games to Thank really goodness. draw it out. That way we can keep playing those games for three days after. You know, the other day I was watching a game. I was like, oh, the next uh, the next Memphis-San Antonio game is on. I'm sitting there watching, actually invested. I'm like, wait a minute. This is the game from like three days ago. This is a repeat of game two on Fox Sportsnet. What the heck's going on here? Just terrible. Just terrible. Terrible, even. Terrible. That's terrible. Guys, the NBA a bunch of knuckleheads, and this is terrible. Terrible. In any case, we'll come back to wrap up the show after three seconds of... Memento. I know who I am. I know all about myself. I just, since my injury, I can't make new memories. Well, that's going to wrap up another episode of... Raisin Brent. I'm Ray. I'm Brent. And here's how you can contact us. This is the most important part of the show, so if you're the type of person who listens to this show... And you stop the show at this point because you realize that we're just going to say a bunch of stuff you don't care about. There's going to be a secret, a secret message at the very end of the podcast. So you're going to want to stick around for that. That's right. But first off, here's our contact information. You can contact us on Twitter. I am at Almighty Ray. And I'm at Scoops Pope. Or you could look at the show's Twitter, which is at Ray Brent Podcast. Or check us out on Facebook. That's our main site, which is Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. I want to thank all the people out there who have subscribed to the show, of yes, which we sir. keep more and more every single day. More it's and very, more. very exciting. Someday I'll know exactly how many it is if I can ever figure out how this stupid tracking software works. Blah. You've just seen <laughs> behind the scenes of Raisin Brent. That's not the secret, though. We're going to keep going. But no, thank you guys so much. Uh, if you could go on there, give us a five-star review. Please subscribe. Please say some glowing words. I haven't actually checked before this recording. We could actually have some up there right now that yeah, I just haven't more. seen yet. Yeah. yeah. So if you give us a five-star review with some glowing words in it or just something weird and stupid like squids poop out of their heads or something to that effect, then what I would tell you is I will read it on the air. Yeah. I'll read that on the air. Your words will become part of Raisin Brent history. Isn't that exciting, kids? It's very exciting. So thank you guys very much for checking us out on iTunes. Of course, thank Jeremy Buck at the Bang, David Knoll for producing, Greg Lopez, even though we didn't use his stuff this week. Yeah, let's still give a shout-out to Lopez. Always give a shout-out to Greg Lopez, who's getting married next weekend. He's also getting married. He's getting married next weekend, so we're all very, very happy for the Lopez family, which will be growing soon. Yeah, very Very, soon. Very, very good news. But that's not the secret ever, either. That's not the secret either. Brent, give us the secret. Uh, The secret is that Portland is the largest city in two different states. Wow, aren't you glad you stuck around through the contact information now? Because I sure am. Wait, so, but to Portland, Oregon. Uh huh. Portland, Maine? Correct, sir. Oh, look at that. Raisin Brent, educational as well as informative. That's right. Both but, educational and informative. That's what we do. We strive for. We don't strive for anything else, right? Like, you know, yeah. We don't, no. we don't, we don't do strive any, for humor. No humor. Clearly. That's. Good night, everybody! See ya. 